welcome to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Each week these idiots pair cocktails with comic books. You can find the cocktails, drinking game rules, and playlists on the blog at funnybooksandfirewater.com. While at funnybooksandfirewater.com, you can also find a drinking game rule to play while you listen to each episode. You can follow us at Firewatercast on Twitter, and Funny Books and Firewater on Facebook and Instagram. This is episode 148, Quantum Teens Argo, part of the Comic Book Couples Month. Welcome to episode 148 of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. I understand now why I kept calling this, uh, this book Quantum Teens Are A Go, because I had it written down in my notes. It's been deleted and you will never see it online. Congratulations, I fixed that issue. You now know what happened. Uh, so, uh, yes, this is uh, week two of our month of uh, comic book couples. Uh, because you know what? It's February, man. We're filling the romance. It's how it goes. Um, I'm also hopped up on uh, caffeinated uh, energy drinks, so this should be entertaining. Uh, so we have with us, oh, I guess, should we talk about the book real fast? Maybe this won't be as good as I thought it would be. Okay. So book intro. Yeah. So, <laughs> you're, wow. you're the leader, dude. Lead us. Uh, yes. <laughs> as you have heard, the buck stops with everybody. Yeah. Well, no. the, the cat rape. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so quantum teens go is a, a book about a teenage couple who, uh, uses their spare time to break into science labs and are building their own time travel device. Like you do. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I built time travel devices with my girlfriends when I was in high school. Um, I mean, I know Todd was making plutonium like there was no tomorrow, but that's That's right. Anyway, so that's what this week's book is. Uh, We have, of course, uh, the aforementioned uh, Todd is with us this week. Hey, I'm Todd. You can find me here as a co-panelist on Funny Books and Firewater. I do another podcast as well that we're behind on. So we'll talk about that more when it's up to spec. So yeah, I'm here at Salt. Well, by the time this comes out, we should have at least another episode out. we have another episode out of English Class Hooligans. (laughs) Great. You should listen to it. Let us know how it goes. Hi, Mom. Thank you for listening. You are our biggest fan. She she is our biggest fan of English Class Hooligans. Does not listen yes. to this show. Thank God. Uh, Thank you for not listening to this show, Mom. Yes. Uh, we also have uh, we have two professional cat wranglers. I'm just an amateur. But uh, cat wrangler number one, we have Mr. Jason. Hi, I'm Jason, unemployed writer in Los Angeles and owner of the cat named Bruce, who has an even smaller uh, internet presence than I do. Wow. Ooh. For a cat, that's pretty impressive. I know, right? He's very self self uh, restrained. It's good. Wow. That's, you know, it's because you haven't gotten him that new iPhone yet. He's waiting out until he gets the portrait mode for himself. Uh, don't remind me. <laughs> Bruce wants to take 3D pictures. Yeah. Like you wouldn't believe. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and Cat Wrangler number two, we have Mr. Maya. Hi. Uh, I am the human of a wonderful cat named Jonesy. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter and Instagram at It's the Jonesy. I don't matter. Don't follow me. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of people who don't matter, hi, I'm Brian. I'm a sound designer based out of California um, and a grad student at uh, the University of Denver. Uh, and yeah, I'm so busy that I have, like, a semester just started and I haven't read or seen anything interesting this week so i have nothing to recommend at the end of the week uh last week i just blew past it so uh same thing this week so we'll just pretend like uh my recommendations don't matter uh but todd yes what is the myification of this week's book the myification of this week's book it's the um oh i had it here you've got me here it's um oh 
Teenagers are scientists too. <laughs> Teenagers are scientists too. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. I thought this was an image book for a minute, but this is Black Mask, so it doesn't have it on there. Okay. That is Black Mask. But... Black, Black Mask has done some cool stuff. Like they did uh, Cal Exit. Four kids walk into a bank is amazing. Four kids walk into a bank. Okay. That one is amazing to read. Yes. That can be your recommendation, Brian. I give that (laughs) to you. Here's the thing is, so I just got an order from In Stock Trades that just showed up, and Uh I realized that I had done this when we'd done the book because your book, Motor Crush, that you had recommended is in that. It was one of those, like, I'm sitting there on my computer, and Todd's like, oh, yeah, you should read Motor Crush. Okay, Motor Crush, write that in. Is that the Terry Moore book? I don't know. That's Motor Girl, uh, which is Terry Moore. Motor Crush is something different. Oh, no. Motor Girl is what I was okay. thinking. Yeah. I, Todd recommended it, I think, about by the time this episode comes out, probably about yeah. six weeks ago. Um, but, uh, yeah. So let's jump in straight away right into drinking games for this week's book. I'm going to go with mine. I'm going to say uh, I'm calling mine Robin Hood, which is take a drink for every time they mention or they actually do break in somewhere um, or they mention having break, broken in somewhere. Uh, Mr. Maya, what is your drinking game rule? Uh, my drinking game is called Science! Uh, basically, anytime that they're they're talking science or any kind of techno babble, take a drink. I like the phrase techno babble. It makes me happy. I don't know why. If it was Star Trek, it'd be called Tretno Babble. <laughs> oh, is really? They have their own yeah. version of techno babble? Really? Basically, when they're talking about stuff that's like fake science, that's just like a bunch of yeah. sciencey sounding words put together, it's called Tretno Babble. Yeah. Nice. Well, I, isn't it? I I think it's on um, Big Bang Theory where they uh, they will write into the script science to come. Yeah. And they basically have like somebody who comes in and and, and does you know all the the sciencey stuff. Uh, Mr. Jason, what is your drinking game? Well, since uh, Maya did steal my drinking rule, uh, which was actually going to be called Techno Babble. Um, oh, nice. Uh, mine is called uh, By Any Other Name. Whenever someone refers to another person by anything other than their name, take a drink. So if it's uh, Natalie being called Brandon or Sumesh calling someone a motherfucker, take a drink. <laughs> nice. Cool. Uh, Mr. Todd. So with this drinking game this is something you have to insert in as you're reading it and it's not gleaned from the pages itself so what you have to do is as you're reading this you need to ask is Val Kilmer's character from Real Genius would it (laughs) add to have him in this scene and when the answer always comes back yes it would add to have this character in the scene you should take a drink and what are you actually calling that role? Real Genius ah there we go did you notice that um that they just announced that Val Kilmer's coming back for Fan X. Is he? Wow. Yeah. I wonder how he's going to look. He, uh, well, he, he he looks larger than larger. life. Yeah. Larger than life. Yeah. But he was that like, I, is he going to, he had what, a throat thing going, throat cancer? Yeah, I think he had like a thyroid cancer yeah. or something to that effect. No, yeah. good on him. They're coming back. I mean, yeah. keep going, dude. You're the man. You've been Batman. Yeah. There's fewer people who've been Batman than have walked on the moon. And to be fair, he wasn't a horrible Batman, to be honest with you. I just rewatched that recently, and I didn't hate that movie. It's more fun than terrible. Bat- yeah. Batman yeah. and Robin, on the other hand, we yeah. don't talk about No, we don't talk about that one. That one is relatively awful. Yeah. But, like, I don't I don't really hate Bruce uh, Val Kilmer as Batman. I really don't. So. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, yeah. he was the uh, transition from what was before with the Michael Keaton and that passing of Eris. So he was in a tough spot to begin with, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it, he fit the, uh, I guess the tone of the movie quite well. 
Yeah, he he did an admirable job. I think he did really well. Yeah. Uh, Isn't that when the U2 song, like, Kiss Me, Kick Me, Thrill Me, Help Me, or something? Uh, Hold hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me. Yeah, I said the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Go back and check the tape. Check the tape. No, if you check the tape, you will see that is manufactured lies. I always said. <laughs> so Mexico uh, is or isn't paying for the I was wall. about to say, I feel like I just got trumped. Dude, yeah. they have already <laughs> paid for the wall. They just don't know yet. Uh, <sighs> fucking moron. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, uh, let's have some votes as to whether or not we believe that you, our dear listeners, should take their time, hard-earned time, money, and uh, energy to go hunt this book down and give it a read. Uh, what is your vote, Mr. Jason? I am unfortunately a no. Okay. Uh, Mr. Todd? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mr. Maya? I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as the last two, but leaning a little more towards yes. I will kind of probably sit there with Maya as a, not to get too spoiler into it, like I was kind of in with them for a while at the beginning. I'm feeling like, okay, this is doing some interesting things, and then it just never went yep. anywhere for me. Um, that's sort of like a little bit of a, a head spoiler, but you know, like it's kind of how I felt that way. Well, well, it's kind of like a movie. Would you change the channel if it was on the television? Probably. Yeah, probably. Okay. I probably would like watch the first half and then probably change the channel. Okay. I, I, so. I would watch it to the end in frustration going, why, why, what, 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 why exactly like that? <laughs> Yeah. And you would go, no, I get that. That's why we need to add Val Kilmer from Real Genius into this. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I would be there so drunk. I would love <laughs> I would love movie mashups actually, which would be really great. You know what I mean? Like One take day. two movies, edit them together. I know. Well, here's the thing is the copyright laws and the the royalties and all that stuff would just be such a nightmare that I don't know if it would ever legally I just don't know if it ever happened. But uh, it would be fun. So, uh what Let's, uh, if, I mean, we don't necessarily terribly recommend this, but you might as well have some good tunes to listen to while you're, uh, while you're reading it anyway. And uh, I'm going to go with mine first because mine is a blatant ripoff of <laughs> Back to the Future. Mine is uh, Back in Time by Huey Lewis in the News, just because, you know, actually, and, and really, you may just want to go watch Back to the Future instead. Um, but uh, Mr. Todd, what is your song for this week? This is the Oingo Boingo classic, Weird Science. I almost picked that one, and then I went, eh, it's a little too on the nose. I know. <laughs> Isn't this fun? <laughs> uh, Mr. Maya, what is yours? Uh, I went with Cashmere by Led Zeppelin. Nice. Uh, Mr. Jason, what is and yours? And Now Is Not The Time by Churches. You're such a hipster. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Uh, do we have any final warnings? I guess we kind of have spoiled it a little bit. Like, hey, the first half's pretty okay, and then it sort of just falls apart. Uh, but do we have any other final warnings before people go and uh, give this a read? Mm, no. 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 Okay. doke. Cool. Well, then uh, we will take a wee bit of a break, give you a chance to go ahead and go read this book, um, and then rejoin us once you are done, if you so desire. Or you can just keep listening, and we're going to spoil the little shit out of it, and uh, that might be a better use of your time. Uh, but uh, that being said, we will see you on the flip side. While we take a break, here is a message from one of our fellow Hello Sweetie Network podcasts. This is... 
Hey, I'm Bryn. Hi, this is Charity. And this is the place where we talk to each other about true crime happenings from all around our home state of Utah. I do the research, she drinks wine and clutches her pearls. Listen along as we tell the fascinating tales of real-life people who turned our communities upside down and tell the stories of the victims, survivors, and families affected in their wake. Because we love a good mystery, we love a good story, and because this is the place where it happened. This is the place as a proud member of the Hello Sweetie podcast network. Who wants to do the uh, plot summary? Not me. Not it. Not it. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, I'll try. Leaving that game in. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of the cut out us trying to decide who's going to be deciding that game. (laughs) (sighs) It'll be fun when Adam comes back. If that's our new game? That's our new game. Just don't tell him. Oh, yeah. Okay. Say that. Oh, but he he might listen. Oh, no, because we might record again before. That's right. He'll be back. Yeah. We'll get him. This might be a new game. (laughs) Okay. Well, Mr. Jason. Yeah. Okay. You want to give us a brief summary? And, and, like, you don't have to go into a terrible amount of detail. Like, it doesn't have to be a 20-minute summary. Like, it can be, like, two minutes and we'll be fine. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah. Uh, Quantines are uh, are about uh, Natalie and uh, Sumesh. Two kids in high school who are building a time machine. Uh, the story introduces them by uh, having them break into some defunct robot manufacturing facility, sort of. Uh, they steal something, they get out, and then they're back to their normal lives. Uh, Natalie is a trans girl transitioning uh, from uh, uh, being uh, a boy, and her parents aren't quite uh, as accepting of that as uh, she wants them to be. And uh, Sumesh is, has been taken in by um, some family friends after his parents died. And uh, they left him with this weird collection of science stuff and blueprints that he has started to build a time machine with. Um, yeah, and so that's the basic introduction to them. Um, they are trying to build this time machine to get into the Odyssey um, thing, which is apparently either a science fair or a science group, garage band, some sort of corporation yeah, thing. Yeah, it's not like a punk rock garage, yeah. like worker it's shop. It's not really well thing. established. So, anyway, so that's yeah. their introduction. They meet mm-hmm. this guy. Um, uh, I forget what his actual name is. He has shades on, uh, but he tries to help them. And when they actually turn it on, uh, they start to see these weird, um, I don't know what you'd call them, um, figures wearing <laughs> odd science fiction garb. <laughs> They they remind me of the uh, the cleaners from Monsters Inc. Just wearing a different color. Yes, suit. yes, completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, they are not actually physical beings on this plane for some reason, but uh, Sumesh and Nat just start seeing them everywhere, including the shades guy, and they don't quite know what that means. And then they do actually be, are, are able to interact with one of them, or, or Sumesh uh, is able to capture one but it damages the time machine in the process and then so they made this character named zero who uh is sort of the head of the odyssey corporation mm-hmm. um they try to get her help but she isn't very friendly and they go to this weird uh sort of unmarked club that is the odyssey club or a bunch of science um enthusiasts gather to talk about weird tech and then they uh, have this weird piece that they stole from that uh, original compound stolen from them by zero and they have to go chase zero down at her compound which shades know where it is and then uh they get it um and right at the very end Sumesh puts it into the time machine and vanishes and that is left alone and then lo and behold a week later 
the time machine appears with a note from Sumesh saying, uh, I'm okay, come to the future. Did I miss anything? No, that was that. And then, well, no. okay. and then, then there's right. the epilogue where she goes to the future. And meets up with him. Yeah. Okay. And they live happily right. ever yes. after. The end. Or not. <laughs> Staring at the binary sunset like Luke Skywalker. Anybody have any thoughts you want to start out with while I look up something? Uh, I'll start off, I guess. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, So I really wanted to like this. Uh, I'm obviously a huge science fiction dork. Um, I love the fact that it had a sort of a weird, funky style to it. I like rebellious youth, obviously. Um, And queer inclusivity, I think we can all agree, is a wonderful thing in media. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, it just, uh, like uh, someone said earlier, it just didn't go anywhere. And for me, the science fiction element of the world just either wasn't established well enough or just kept changing or just wasn't set in any sort of reality that made sense, even as it was constantly evolving. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, even my rambling um, summary of the thing obviously didn't make sense because there were a lot of obvious questions of who the villains really are what they're after why on earth Sumesh's parents were killed there were just a lot of very strange story decisions that were made that that for me just took me out of it i was just gonna say like like when you find out zero was the one that killed Sumesh's parents you never really got an explanation why it was just oh i killed them well she 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 said something like uh she couldn't Mm -hmm. allow them to go back in time and have a kid because then he would become some weird time paradox whatever but her his parents were literally time traveling researchers from different eras so how his birth threw it all into wax it just it does not make sense well and 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 if 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 their kid really would have been some sort of paradox wouldn't they have killed sumesh as a baby because zero knew he was there right she's like oh yeah i was here to watch you well if i was going to be a paradox you should have just Taken care of. Killed me right away. Yeah. No, it's uh, yeah, there's a lot that a lot that didn't make sense that seemed to happen just for the sake of convenience. Like, oh yeah. what's happened? I gotta progress the story, there's gotta be a villain, it's gonna be this person. Yep. Yeah. That being said, the thing that I really liked about this the most was probably just the back and forth between Natalie and Sumesh. Like their actual Yeah relationship or interactions I really liked. It was kind yeah. of the actual story that framed it, I didn't kind of like. Uh, it's kind of like me with Amazing, the Amazing Spider-Man movie. Like, I really like the chemistry between uh, Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield and as Peter Parker and Gwen Stacy, but then kind of the rest of the movie. Less so. Well, less so, yeah. No, I, I can get that. I can get that. Uh, Todd, what are your thoughts? So, reading this, it's... Um... My closest comparison, there's a few thoughts about it. In, in general, the this reminds me a lot of the movie Troy. <laughs> and it's an okay. example where you have all of these individual pieces that have been brought together. And you look individually at the pieces like, oh, if this all came together, this could be great and fun. And somehow it accomplishes the opposite of synergy. And it just, the sum of its parts are less all together mm-hmm. as it's going through and it's like something didn't quite congeal it didn't quite fit it's underbaked might be a mm-hmm. way to put it okay it's a bit underbaked because you've got it's obviously set in the future of sometimes where kids going to high school are trying to create a time machine that nobody else has ever created and you still have mm-hmm. 
So it's like, oh, look, I'm in the science fiction-y moment. And yet it still looks like a early 2000s household with the ideals of that era. So it feels like stuff's being tacked on mm-hmm. and put together, but things haven't marinated all the way through. Mm-hmm. Timeline-wise, it actually did say uh, Los Angeles now-ish. Now-ish, okay. Now-ish yeah. with things... But I, I, I still agree. It, it didn't feel uh, like it had established what sort of science fiction parameters it was for being right. semi-present so, day. So, yeah, so it's sitting there, yeah. and it's yeah. just... This really needs another few drafts at the end of the day. So the um, mm-hmm. I think the art style is fun. Some of these characters are fun. You've got Natalie, who has... Um, this trans embracing it. And as you watch it, you see getting ready and she's very much wearing, um, emphasizing all the extreme feminine aspects of her. And yet it's still like, uh, you know, a teenage punk kid at the end of the day. And it's, um, the clothing it's like in a science fiction way, wasn't crazy outlandish at the same time. I mean, you've got their one friend going, Oh, is he driving like Mm -hmm. a, steampunkish version of the Knight Rider vehicle. It's not steampunk, but you know, an over-the-top, as you just watch this, is like, oh, here's somebody who loves the 80s. Here is this. Mm-hmm. The 80s are back, I guess. And you have this other stuff going on. It's like, you know, I think I'd just rather be reading Paper Girls. Yeah, and you don't like Paper Girls. I don't really care for Paper Girls because... Which it actually has gotten really cool, to be honest with you, because I've continued to read that, and it's actually gotten really cool. Okay. But, but as I read this going, this reminds me of stuff that's better is what it's going through. And I haven't read um, other things by the author, but at the end of the day, it reminds me of going, you know, it's, it, it, it just wasn't quite ready. And I think they just pulled the trigger too soon. Yeah. I also, I think this is, for me, it feels like it's one of those books that got a lot of attention because it had a trans character. And I think that they dealt with that relatively trans, well. And I believe the writer was trans as well. Okay. Okay. But I, I, but I feel like um, it got a lot. It, I think it it got a lot of attention. But I don't. I think that it might have been a little too wasn't quite prepared for prime time to get that kind of rec- recognition. You mm-hmm. know what sure. I mean? Which is, I think, an unfortunate thing. But like that was. I mean, we had that sort of argument one of the first years we did Pride books. Yes. Where representation is helpful, but if it's still not necessarily a quality book, that doesn't necessarily help anybody. You know what I mean? Representation in a quality book is probably the best thing that can possibly happen. You know, in my right. opinion. And but you got this represent and representation doesn't excuse the lack of quality. Yes, I agree. I agree with that. I mean, uh, at the same it, time, it's, it's important to have that representation, and I think it's a good step in the right direction. But I don't think it's necessarily as, as beneficial as it could be. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. I also feel like I would like to see that trans representation be a little more pivotal to the plot. You know what I mean? Yeah, or, or at least Natalie's character just be more pivotal. Because right now, she just plays like the supportive yeah. girlfriend. And mm-hmm. Sumesh has the dead yeah. parents. He's the one really building the time machine. Uh, he's doing a lot of things that are, that are actually affecting the story, whereas Natalie is just kind of there. And, um, and, and, yeah. and that, that was one of the disappointing uh, parts for me. And it seemed from at least starting the story that Natalie was the main character, but then yeah. Smesh is all the yeah. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a Raiders of the Lost Ark issue because you watch that Indiana Jones, absolutely <laughs> nothing he does matters, and it wouldn't have changed the yep. plot in any way yeah. if he was there or not. So it's kind of like we're yeah. watching these events yeah. unfurl through this person's eyes, but it's it, it, we've got instead of having a faceless narrator, 
we're just we've got someone that's interacting, but it's someone else's story. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Nope, it's true. Uh, anybody else have any other thoughts on that? There isn't a whole lot to talk about. We've kind of dissected this relatively quickly. Do you I, know I, what I, I mean? The, the, you know, the art style is a lot of fun, and I really, yeah. I mean, I got to dig out of that. I mean, it, it was fun. It's doing its own thing. I mean, there was a little bit of that 80s, but I am unfairly biased against some of that, and for whatever reason, it's like someone putting too much, um, what's that stupid, terrible Mexican flavor thing? Come on, help me out. What? Tastes like soap. I don't know what you're talking about. Cilantro? Cilantro. It's like you overly cilantro <laughs> the thing. So too much cilantro, it's like a little bit of 80s. It's like, yeah, I'm done. Jason, I'm glad you and got that because I didn't know where the I, fuck he was I, going I, with that. Hey, yeah, he got there. There was actually like a, a, I was really there, there was a scientific study done to determine uh, that I think it's either 30 or 40% of the population, whenever they eat cilantro, it tastes like soap. The other percent of the population doesn't taste soap, but I just I read that article and, and never since then I've always thought that. So, but Thank you for helping That's me out. So you're welcome. But yeah, so, <laughs> so it turns it in there and you're like, it just infects everything for me so it's not fair but there it is but in general i enjoyed the art no the art is a good i mean the art is of a good quality and i like i do enjoy it i think it has a cool style to it it, it kind of gets that punk rock vibe that i think they're going for a little bit i think that helps that mm-hmm. out but yeah it, it loses in some other sure. places yeah i i think and i don't know if this is due to the artist or uh, how it was written but sometimes some of the other big dramatic moments or little moments seem to either be missing a few beats like i i got kind of lost in some of the action sometimes um mm-hmm. yeah okay well cool does anybody have any cocktails that they're ready with uh, if you give me about sure 10 seconds. well i will start with mine real fast while everyone gets their stuff together mine is called the time traveler it is three quarters of an ounce of uh citadel gin three quarters of an ounce of luxardo maraschino liqueur three quarters of an ounce of saint germain and three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice shake with ice and strain into a rocks glass Really simple, straightforward, to the point. But, you know, time travel themed drink. So, and apparently kind of a classic named one, too. So, um, Mr. Right. Todd, do you have a cocktail? Yeah, um, I'm calling mine the Arc Light. Um, it's really, it's a play on the electric lemonade. So, you've got uh, okay. one and a half ounces of um, citron vodka, half an ounce of blue carousel, two ounces of sour mix, and a uh, 12 fluid ounces of uh, lemon lime flavored beverage now the first three ingredients you put into a shaker shake the shit out of it with ice you pour into a collins glass with some ice and then you top it off with your lemon lime so you've got this brightly colored electric arc light mr jason do you have a cocktail i do uh it it is a really just a fancy gin and tonic uh i'm gonna call it the natalie um so what you do first is you mix uh two cups of water with eight dashes of butterfly pea flower extract so you want to fill your ice cube tray with that and freeze, and you'll make some ice cubes. And once you've got those blue ice cubes, you put them in a glass, garnish with a lime wedge, uh, and then in a cocktail shaker, you want to mix your gin, which is a two ounces of gin, four ounces of tonic water, uh, a tablespoon of lime juice, and then uh, mix that all up, and then you pour it over the glass, and you watch it change into something beautiful. Okay. Two things. I like it. What was the shit you put in the ice cubes again? Butterfly butterfly pea flower extract. What is that? It's essentially just a, a natural food coloring. Okay. Because I heard, heard pea flower. Yeah. I'm like, you want me to put pea flower into ice? 
Butterfly pea okay. flower extract. And then the yeah. other scary thing is, so you're shaking up tonic water? Uh, just mix it. Excuse me. Just mix it. All right. Okay. So stir it yeah. around. All right. I'm like, that, yes. that, that'd be a mess. <laughs> yes, that would be. Okay. Sounds good. That, that sounds interesting. So it's the food coloring. Got it. All right. That's cool. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no worries. Uh, Mr. Um, Maya. <laughs> Mr. Maya, what's your cocktail? Uh, my drink is called, it's called the Time Machine. It's two ounces of Four Roses single cask, cask bourbon. Big spender here. Half ounce of bullet rye. Uh, four Roses isn't terribly expensive. That's a good shit, but it's not expensive. It's like 20 okay. 30 bucks a bottle. Uh, a half ounce of bullet rye, a half ounce of pecan whiskey, one teaspoon of butter shots, and two drops of, I'll just say bitters. Uh, you're going to stir the ingredients together and then uh, just pour it into a glass over rocks. Is it an Angostura or the Peychaud's bitters? It's a Bitterman's Burlesque. Burla- Bitterman's Burlesque? What's that? Okay. And just bitters. Bitters it is. Hooray for bitters. Well, cool. Uh, any parting thoughts before we go into final grades? Now well, we've said what we're going to... I don't. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So for final grades, for our first grade, for self-contained for this book, um, what is your grade, Mr. Jason? For self-contained, I'll say it's an A. Uh, Mr. Todd. Start, beginning, middle, end, and I have no desire to read on. That's an A. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. That's Maya? That's a good thing because there isn't anymore. <laughs> uh, self-contained. Yeah. That's one of the things I was looking up to see if the show, if it got continued. Because like my trade says book one, but I'm like, maybe, are there more maybe. books to this? So, uh, there are not. I mean, I'm going to give it an A. It's self-contained. It, yeah, everything wraps up. Um, I will agree with that. I will give it an A for self-contained. For writing for Visago? Visagio. 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 Uh, what is your grade, Mr. Todd? Yeah, it's a C. I needed more drafts. Okay. Mr. Jason? It is also a C. Okay. Um, I will stick with everybody else with a C as well. I think it starts out strong and then kind of falls apart. Mr. Maya? I am also at a C. You know, like I said, the, the interaction between Natalie and Sumesh is good, but everything else... Didn't really do it for me. So uh, for art, for Donovan, Aguirre, Sam. It's Donovan, by the way. Donovan. Orga. Donovan. <laughs> Donovan. Donovan. You know, Donovan. Uh, okay, Donovan. There we go. Okay. <laughs> so I need some sleep. <laughs> Here's the thing: A, I need some sleep. Donovan. B, I'm not good at with names in general. Reading them, like, and. The- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Todd, you know I'm gonna give it a B minus because there's just a little bit of soak still in the taste. Okay, Mr. Jason, mine is actually also a B minus. Okay, and I'll give it a B. I actually like the art. Okay, um, okay. So for final overall grades, what is your grade, Mr. Todd? You know I had an A, a C, and a B minus, but a B minus is too high. So it's a C plus. Um, I'm going to go with a C myself. I just kind of like, yeah, the art didn't make up for the, the writing falling apart, in my opinion. Um, Mr. Jason, what is your grade? I'm also a C plus. Okay. And Mr. Maya? Uh, I, too, am a C plus. And we come out to a 2.47, which is actually just above a C plus. So we have a C plus grade point average. Um, that seems pretty accurate compared to what we have. Uh, so, as an interesting note here, just so it is, 
Here in the great state of Utah, they have pretty much phased out letter grades in the K through 12 system. Oh, really? Is it like just emojis? It feels that way. It's like um, approaching proficiency, proficient, and exceeding, like, and awesome. And then the poop emoji. And then the poop emoji. (laughs) (laughs) For the kid who eats glue. Yeah, we have an emoji for him, too. But, yeah, it's like these whole letter things for a while. Like, oh, you get an E because an F is bad, but... But no, just, the letters are just kind of gone. And I'm like, huh. Well, next week we are going to read The Fix. Um, Jason and I actually met the artist for this book when we were at uh, LA Comic Con. Um, I bought some art from him. Oh. Jason, you might remember that. Uh, the guy, uh, Steve, Steve Lieber. Lieber, who I bought the Batman oh, page yeah, off of. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was a nice yeah, guy. He, he's yeah. A, yeah, he's the artist for next week's book. Nice. The, the, one, the one original page that I own is from when Steve Lieber was here in Utah. And it's probably one of my oh, really? favorite comic book pages ever made. It's uh, from Superior Foes of Spider-Man, where the head of Silvermane is with the Shocker, and Shocker takes him to his apartment, and Silvermane was like, what poor sap did you kill in this poor neighborhood that you're squatting in his apartment? And Shocker looks at him with the Shocker mask on, but you can see he has a sad face, and he goes, it's mine. It's rent-controlled. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I'm going to go get it and take a picture and send it to you guys. Nice. I would love to see it. Okay. Well, cool. Well, I know Todd is the original one to recommend this book to me. So, Todd, do you want to give us a preview for what uh, next week's book is? So, it's The Fix. It's got this uh, duo with his little dog and going about in Sunnyside, what, it's California, isn't it? I think so, yeah. It's in California, and they're investigators and hijinks ensue. Wackiness ensues. We're we're playing out the bromance aspect a little bit for this uh, comic book couple for next week. Anybody have any recommendations they want to jump in with? If you want to read a better version of this, read Paper Girls. That's the only time you'll hear Todd recommend Paper Girls. <laughs> Even though I would recommend it because I actually really liked it. Uh, Mr. Jason, do you have any recommendations? I don't, but uh, since I've got it in my hand uh, and I had sent a picture of it to you, uh, Descender you by Jeff Lemire, would you recommend it? Oh, yeah. I would absolutely recommend the book, Descender. I love that book a lot. If you need a sci-fi uh, that, kick, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That book is... Um, uh, the basic gist of it is, is it's about a, um, a, a sort of mm-hmm. a giant robot that comes through and, and kills a large portion of humanity. So they somewhat outlaw certain um, robots. And then um, one robot who had been a, uh, a child companion and had been turned off for over a decade comes back online and has a similar pattern to uh, like his his neurons to the uh giant robot that came through and killed a huge portion of humanity so all these different factions for various different reasons are trying to get a hold of this child robot um and uh it it basically it, it goes on they did a five trades of descender and then it ends and then it, and then it becomes ascender and so the series is still going but it's going to be like the storyline changes um into a different mm-hmm. book but uh, i it's a jeff lemire book um the art is oh, i don't remember who the art was uh, by yeah dustin yes Lillian. or yeah, which I think is also really great, fun uh, watercolor art. Um, so yeah, I I enjoyed the hell out of that book. So yes, I would most definitely recommend that. Uh, Mr. Maya, do you have any recommendations? Uh, I do, and it's something that you've recommended before. Actually, I have a couple of recommendations. Uh, DC, if you have Comicsology Unlimited, DC and Vertigo just added a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, if you wanted to read that full Grant Morrison Doom Patrol run that Brian's been... Uh, yeah. pimping uh it's all on there for you know for free if you have the subscription uh shit there's something else that i just saw oh uh clean room which we also did all oh, three yeah. volumes are on there so if you want to 
read those among a ton of other things. Uh, check out comics. So Adam says you should read those. I'm on the phone. The one that I'm going to recommend is if you want a really, really, it's short, it's super short, it was only three issues, but if you want a really, 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 really weird Grant Morrison book, check out Sea Guy. And that's, I told Todd about this last week, uh, but it's on the Comicsology Unlimited. Does anybody else have any other final recommendations before we move on? No, not at Nope. Well, awesome. Well, so next week, join us for The Fix. Um, and uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, if nobody else has anything else, we will see you later. Bye. Bye. I can hear everyone prepping. Okay, ready? ready. One, <laughs> two, three. Bye. Okay, cool. Thank you for joining us. Please rate us on whatever service you listen on. And remember, at least we're not cinema queens.